0: you heard of the word nuclearization? In this episode of AfriNuke podcast, we bring you Emilia Yanis, the external relations manager at the European Nuclear Society. Listen to the end, you might find a reason to get nuclearized. First of all, I want to thank you for accepting the invitation to speak in this um, AfriNuke podcast.
1: Yes, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, it's also a very, uh, very interesting um very interesting to talk to you because I don't have uh, so many contacts with the uh, African people it's a really great opportunity to speak to to, uh, to you today my name is Emilie Janisz uh, thank you very much for the invitation uh, I'm uh, originally from Poland but um, I live now in Belgium and I work here as an external relations manager of the European Nuclear Society and I work in the nuclear field uh, for over 10 years. Um, my background is general uh, with communications touch um, and uh, so psychology uh, sociology. Uh, but um, over the 10 years, I feel that I'm nuclearized. And uh, I attended also many courses visited many nuclear power plants. Uh, so I think I know a bit about the nuclear energy. My, one of my main uh, subjects, my main task at the European Nuclear Society is to take care of the relations with our members. Um, with, we have 12,000 members in 21 European countries, plus we have 28 corporate members and big companies who belong also to our European Nuclear Society's network.
0: Thank you, that's such an enriching introduction. It's more than what I actually expected. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's quite interesting to know that um, you you were not originally um, in the nuclear field, but um, you've been nuclearized. That's the most um, um, salient point you made. So uh, I don't um, know. Can you tell us about how you became? You were not. Uh, you had the background in communications and social science, and um, you just came into the nuclear field from that area. So. Uh, Can you explain a bit about the nuclearization?
1: On my daily job, I uh, mostly do a PR and communications uh, job. So um, probably my... Uh, employer would not request very much uh, having um, in-depth knowledge on nuclear Um, despite this uh, i think it is really important what you are talking about and what you're uh, that you really know the subject and i was always curious uh, to learn more about the technology that i'm representing therefore i uh, attended um, the nuclear energy management school of the iea Um, it's a school open for all nationalities it's a free of uh of costs so i very much encourage all of the uh listeners to to attend the school um, there are every year additions with the what the atomic international atomic energy agency is organizing um in different parts of the world and they bring together uh students uh and young professionals especially uh and and uh, teach them about uh leadership skills how to manage uh, different nuclear projects what is the new build what is the commissioning and so on so it's, it's really interesting that's
2: fantastic.
1: Another, yeah another course what i did uh was on on the waste and the commissioning organized by the european commission joint research center in italy Uh, and these two courses gave me also not only the knowledge but also a great opportunity of uh having um i mean contact with with really uh young professionals from all over the world so that is very, very important.
0: It's quite interesting to know how much you've dealt with the young people. And I hope that those young people listening to us now can see how interesting it is to be in the nuclear field. Uh, an interesting aspect uh, about your career is very important. And I think our hearers and listeners would like to know more about how you've been able, because when you were introducing yourself, you said you worked with more than 28 companies uh, in the nuclear field in Europe. And that appears to be a very huge task. So have you been able to like relate with these people? Because I know you are working as the external relations manager. So how are you able to manage this large group of people from different fields with different interests? Like that makes me wonder, like you must be a superwoman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I think important is to uh, to know these people and there are also the rotation sometimes that different managers of different companies is uh, sometimes very high so it's important to to keep contact regular contacts with them and we have different uh, we have different tools to do it. One of them is our newsletter that, I, we, uh, that we create together with our members so we, uh, have four times per year we call for input to our newsletter so uh, in this way i learn about their um, businesses about their projects about their recent success stories uh, additionally to this we do every year kind of tour de rob. so really like every year we contact one by one different managers of the this 28 companies uh, plus uh, we visit um, different Uh, and organize different conferences where these representatives of different companies are coming. So we have really uh, good network and uh, opportunity to talk to them. And another way of uh, keeping contact with them and learn what their needs are are the webinars. So we, um, not only because of the pandemic situation, but also before, we organize regularly every month a webinar on um, nuclear technology, okay, different subjects uh, with, with them. So this is some how we, how we learn their, their, their projects and how we also promote their interest uh, towards our net, uh, network.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So uh, it's quite interesting to know um, how you have navigated your job and able to uh, deal with the different companies that um, um, corroborate with you, uh, do some level of correspondence with your organization. So but I I wonder somehow the nuclear um community or the nuclear environment I don't know the right word to put but the nuclear mm-hmm. atmosphere generally in Europe seem not to be very uh encouraging so what's your view about this and what's what's what are the people doing about it and what is European Nuclear Society doing about this are you going to allow it to die like that <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's changing now. So indeed, uh, there was a very, uh, bad, uh, press, uh, for, for, uh, for nuclear just after Fukushima. And it lasts for about, um, six years. Um, but now I see the change in the mindset of the European Commission for example uh, which is uh, a body um, giving the indications the policy indications for the entire Europe and I see also the change in um, uh, change in um, also in perception of different countries that they see um, you know when the European Commission sets some climate goals for example or and then they are now aware and they are admitting that without nuclear we are not able to reach net zero emission by 2050.
2: Yeah.
1: Therefore, um, it's the shift is changing. I mean, there you feel the shift and also um, now uh, with our, for example, nuclear for climate campaign, we see there are more and more alliances, I mean, more and more people coming in to the discussion and uh, those who are. In the past, maybe against nuclear, they start to think that this is now the uh, the solution for the moment and also for the future uh, to to together with renewables. Um, so the the conversation is different, it's easier, and it's not so frustrating anymore cool. to talk to different representatives and policy policymakers. Um, I feel it, and and we we see this also uh, in in different conversations.
0: Well, um, you already delved into the question I was going to ask you because, uh, you know, the UN goals normally change as the time goes on, like every year or every um, uh, period of their goal setting comes and goes and then they change things, they keep shifting the, the goals. And the current one is about the climate and this is the front burner among committee of nations and the the nuclear energy is uh, a major contributor to um, um decarbonization, but um, the international um, organization is here to recognize or give it the rightful place as it is giving other um, energy sources like the renewables. So I I want to kind of get um, your view. I know you are in support of uh, nuclear and renewables, but um, how do you think this can better be uh, organized for the international organization to actually recognize this um, viable combination of these two energy resources?
1: Yeah, I think there are different uh, actors involved in this discussion. So, of course, we are CNS, so we are not a lobbying organization. We are scientific community. So I think uh, our role in this discussion is really to prove uh based uh, scientific uh, facts and figures and this is our role And this is what we do together with our our high scientific council we have a group of like uh, sort of kind of a think tank um providing different position papers uh scientific based so i think this is this is our role to play in this discussion and uh, you know sometimes even if there are the discussions becoming emotional because uh, some of the countries are not really willing to discuss anything, you cannot discuss very much with the facts and, and scientific based facts. Uh, therefore, we call always in our communications to uh, to, to, to check the figures to let us look at the, at the facts uh, scientific based facts and uh, this is our tool this is our power and uh, um, I think this is the best approach uh, from our perspective um, therefore we um, for example we together with the high scientific council we presented a paper uh, on how to um, how to reach the EU goals and the global goals climate goals uh, with n- nuclear and we see nuclear as a key partner for renewables that's um, uh, two These two uh, technologies are complementary, and they can uh, fantastically function together. Another element in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, duet is also uh, hydrogen technology, which is coming into the discussion. So we see really that uh, nuclear is the best, also. A solution to produce the hydrogen technology um and these three elements i think can uh, can do already a big work i don't know if you had a chance to see the recent iea um, uh, um strategy for 2050 they also talk about nuclear maybe the share of nuclear by 2050 will be not as big as it's now yeah. but uh we see that this this is seen still as a as a important element uh um in the revolution in energy transition and and so on so
0: thank you we Nina. are happy yeah. yeah yes yeah um i get the point you are trying to make about uh, um trying to um, convince the international community about the virility of nuclear and how it's actually should be included and how the picture is not really good for the nuclear community from the International Atomic Energy Agency. and um, There's a common trend that has been observed. Uh, The nuclear community kind of always try to fit in to the mainstream um, or the more generally acceptable uh, energy um, generation or energy sources. And it's been the trend for a very long time and Other industries that are in the society that are more catastrophic than nuclear that actually claim more lives when there is accident, they are not begging to be included. They are not begging to be relevant. Just like the aviation industry, you know, people die almost, there are plane crashes that claim lives almost every now and then. Most recently, we had a plane crash, but still people use the plane. But people are here to come to realize or recognize the importance. Then I begin to think that we need to do more than the science. We need to show more than the science behind nuclear. It needs to come to the social aspect. And that's where your, your, your background comes into play, the communication, for that people can actually accept nuclear as what they need and not what uh, is an option. So I wonder if um, this is um, something that can be worked on because uh, from Africa, um, we don't have much nuclear power plant and we don't have... um um, so much options of uh, new, uh, of uh, other um, energy that gives a not a lot of uh, base load to power the industries. So I think um, it behoves on us. As I am also talking to you, I believe at some point the the Europeans had some need to convince the people. Or they talked to the people about the nuclear uh, power plant. So I want to believe that um, we need a new medium of communication, a new way of communicating uh, the importance or the the, the advantages of nuclear technology so that people can be more willing to accept it instead of being convinced to accept it. So this brings me to the next question to you, uh, because uh, nuclear is like a special field and um, it's like people need to get more knowledge about it. So I want to um, ask you like, what are the things that helped you to lend the ropes like and became more comfortable with uh, uh, nuclear? because i see that you are you are more in support of nuclear technology like what made you more comfortable with the idea of uh, nuclear energy being clean or um, acceptable to you
1: I think we this is very difficult to discuss with the people who have uh, big fears of, of nuclear um and um, of course we we should communicate more but as you said also um that we that also they need to have a knowledge and sometimes a basic knowledge uh, already allows them to start to think like aha you know like this there is some click okay this is not so dangerous uh not 20 people uh, 20,000 people didn't die in, in fukushima and, due and to
0: what kind of um, material or what kind of um, knowledge um, um, medium can you do you think or source do you think uh, one I can think use I, to bring this to people
1: yeah i think this is what what uh, i was super happy to see also so many uh, African uh, society supporting the campaign. What we are, uh, what we launch, launched launched 2014. This nuclear for climate campaign. I think this is a great tool of communications tool, uh, which gives you the power of telling the story about nuclear as a partner of renewables, uh, which gives you a tool to have a like um, you know nice. Um, Nice logos, nice, uh, nice frames of for to use the social media. We have a lot of graphics that are very clear and and um, explain very well uh, what what does it mean uh, the nuclear waste. What is the what is the, uh, the output of the electricity uh, and compared to the coal, for example, how much coal you have to burn to get the same amount of electricity uh, than from nuclear, you know. So this is, there are the great, great communications tools indeed uh, uh, coming from, I mean, under the Nuclear for Climate Hub. And if we will be able to spread this uh, using simple Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn or any other social media tool which uh, you personally and any of the listeners use, I think this will be like spread over the world. And this is something that we try to create um, because, you know, there are, of course, very scientific uh, reports that nobody will read or that the people are not really necessarily looking for the best is really to put the facts based the scientific based facts of course on a very simple uh, nicely um, presented a nice graph uh, um yeah the, like uh, like a uh, communications uh, and then uh, then to use it and spread it and you know i don't know how many how many of you are using facebook and maybe yeah, a this number is
0: of thing. people are using of course it's so <laughs> it's um, a military uh, technology I that think, anybody can use yeah
1: yeah i think yeah. this is this is something that it gives you the power of yeah. like saying and also like starting the conversation with your neighbors with your with the with your friends uh and this is i experience this very often when i start to say like hi Uh, i'm working for the european for the nuclear field then it's like oh okay we don't want to talk to you yeah yeah (laughs) what is your problem and then you you start on the conversation and you start to learn okay they don't know this and this and this you explain them and then they start to like oh okay but you know then they have also face behind this you know they Maybe they are fear. They have have fear of waste, but they know you, so they trust you, Mm -hmm. and then they know that your knowledge will allow to that you are enough um, capable to 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 talk about it. So I think it's 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 really like giving the human face and and really uh, talking about that we are. I mean, this is also what we what we feel here. Yeah, generally we feel that. We are nuclear heroes I mean climate heroes you know that we are really giving uh, people power and we also um, um, we also um, make the world less uh, with less emissions so course, this is
0: yeah. of course nobody goes to preach that um, um, he wants to be a pilot or he wants to work in Facebook or Google because they already see how how useful and how important these companies are and it will be no brainer to try to convince somebody that um, uh, these companies will pay you well or we help you build a good career or help you get a better life and that brings me to the question of what do you have as an advice for those who want to kind of build a career in the nuclear field like they want to see hope you know when you want to do something you want to be sure that you have a hope and a future in it either as a satisfying career or something that will help you build a life on it so i don't know if it is something that um you you would like to talk about because you you are already working in a nuclear environment so like what kind of
1: yeah
0: yeah what kind of advice do you have for those who want to build a career or undecided about nuclear
1: Thank you very much for this question. I deal very much uh, actually with this question because um, we organize a CNS and I would like to also invite all of you to uh, our webinars, career
0: What's webinars. What's that? CNS? Uh, no, ENS,
1: European okay, Nuclear ENS. Society. Okay, 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 okay. Uh,
0: oh,
1: career that. webinars. So we organize uh, every month a webinar with HR manager uh, who uh, gives young professionals hints uh, on how to uh, how to um, you know develop the career how to what are the uh, next steps in, in the career based on your uh, CV and so on so we just recently organized one with Finovoima with a Finnish company and before yeah. with Techno or the Spanish one yeah. so uh, the next one we will be we will have uh, so I have few a uh, few advices one is to, the um, side, I mean, it depends, of course, of your study. But if you would like to study and if you like go for the nuclear sector, definitely the study will help. Uh, so nuclear engineering and uh, or mechanical engineering and so on. You can be easily. Uh, nuclearized uh, in Indeed, the f-
0: nuclearized <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the framework of different trainings uh, for different companies but of course the technical background is very important
2: yeah.
1: uh, for different uh, uh, for different positions then um, network 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 so network meaning uh, young generation network I think this is a always great opportunity to meet with the big bosses of the companies if you are a member of a network so african young generation network is one of them you have Nigerian young generation so there are really like networks who are bringing people together young professionals working already or or who are considering working the nuclear field and I think this is this is the power to to be there. And of course, depending on how active this network is, then, uh, then you can really uh, make make a difference and uh, make, um, I mean, make connections, yeah. another thing is LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn allows you also um, to create your professional uh, profile uh, and connect with other people. So don't be afraid if even if you don't know this person. Just try to connect. Write a short message why you want to connect. There are different also career uh, platforms uh, on LinkedIn, for example, where you can be part of it and and uh, check the jobs opportunities. One of them we are running. This is ENS uh, career platform for young professionals, uh, where uh, we. The uh, jobs opportunities provided by our corporate members. Uh, we organize these career webinars. We you have also INS um, Youth, uh, Youth Forum, International Nuclear Youth Forum. So this is a co organization uh, which organize every second year a big conference with also uh, representatives of companies. So of course, it depends of the of the, your support, of the money, and so on. But already online activism uh, allows you to find the network, find the right uh, and present themselves. So I think this is network, it's important. And uh, as I mentioned, this IEA school, it gives you also a great opportunity to to meet with others, to create really like um, connections and, and learn new stuff. And maybe also it gives you also guideline in which direction you would like to develop.
0: Thank you so much. Like It's been very, very enriching to listen to you and get your advice, get your introduction and your ideas about nuclear and different combinations with um, renewables and to also have people to have the impetus and enthusiasm to support nuclear technology. You've talked about how you've liaised with companies and how you have been able to nuclearize yourself. That's a very important point, getting nuclearized. And that's very important to those who are listening to us that don't have a background of engineering or nuclear energy or nuclear engineering or science, that it doesn't stop you from getting into the nuclear community. You can get nuclearized by attending conferences linking up with people who are already having the background or getting jobs in those companies or just connecting and networking with people and yeah 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 so uh i want to hear from you do you have any um final words or parting words um that you want to tell those that are listening to this podcast or to the african or the african community or the world in general
1: I think your background uh, doesn't impact you. uh, And uh, you have a chance to do whatever you want, if you really want to do it. And uh, my motto is carpe diem, so carpe diem, take every chance every day to what it brings to, to develop and to to discover new things. And some, sometimes you will don't know, uh, you don't know how it will be useful in your future
0: are you are you in the French or the Flemish part of Belgium and
1: uh, now I'm in the Flemish one
0: <laughs> interesting so okay, so you can speak some Flemish I was in Ghent um sometime some time ago and it okay. was yeah 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 and I also went to Brussels by train so uh it was quite an interesting time in Belgium at that time yeah. when were you uh I was in Ghent uh the uh, when and when, when? Uh, that was in twenty eighteen actually
1: okay okay yes. before yes. the pandemic Wait, yes. so before fantastic.
0: the pandemic of course <laughs> I've never
1: been to Nigeria I was only in uh, South Africa and uh, and Tunisia so there's two like you know like two apart very yeah, much yeah, apart
0: yeah. yeah there's an opportunity <laughs> you can come to Ghana you know the African Young Generation uh, I mean nuclear the, the, the yearly summit is coming up in Ghana in October ah, so, yeah it's okay. a very nice opportunity for anyone listening to us and you as well to, to attend yeah
1: Okay, thank you very much for the invitation. It was very much uh, um thank you for the invitation and talking to you. It was nice.
0: Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. Bye,
1: right. bye
0: bye. Bye.